This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, a goal! My Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Goes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! Both first team manager Michael Flynn and assistant Wayne Hatswell have left the club with immediate effect. As a result of amicable discussions, Michael and the owner have agreed terms upon which he will leave his role with immediate effect. Following the decision, Michael Flynn added, I want to thank the owner, Jesus, for the opportunity to manage this great football club and wish everyone associated, especially the fans, the very best for the future. Everyone here at the football club would like to express their sincere thanks to Michael and Wayne for their commitment and hard work during their time with Swindon Town and wish them all the best in the future. Gavin Gunning will take charge of the first team on an interim head coach basis. Head of football Jamie Russell will also continue to oversee the football operations alongside Gavin and Clem, with a new look coaching team going forwards. Chairman Clem Morfuni would also like to place on the record his thanks to Michael for his efforts since his appointment. He said, firstly, I would like to thank Michael and Wayne, for their, God, Terry, why are we doing this, for their efforts during their time with the club and wish them all the best in the future. I have confidence that Gavin can deliver a successful campaign for the remainder of the 2023-24 season. And this starts with Saturday's game against Tramier. 
We hope our supporters will continue to back the first team and the new coaching staff we have in place as we look to build a positive, successful environment across STFC. Terry, (laughs) that's the first time we've read this, that we're recording this right on announcement. Full disclosure, there was enough whispers over the weekend, enough credible ITK, I suppose, to believe that something was happening. And over Monday morning, it was quite clear that something was going to happen. So we had planned a podcast at midday, hoping that the statement would uh, would arrive earlier. But here we are, grateful for it. An extraordinary read on first glances. Am I being over the top? Rich, I am... Um... Hello, everybody. Sorry, we haven't even, haven't, haven't even said hello to each other. No, um, I <laughs> I was like, you know, we've been sort of workshopping this a little bit this morning, you know, what are the different angles on, on Flynn leaving? And I thought I, I thought I was sort of pretty steadfast in my level-headedness going into this, but that statement has absolutely sent me. First off, absolute credit to you for navigating that um, on, <laughs> on first attempt. Clear as mud, right? I'm I'm just going to highlight a couple of my favourite bits, starting with this. Head of football, Jamie Russell, will continue to oversee the football operations alongside Gavin and Clem with a new-look coaching team going forward. Are Gavin and Clem the new-look coaching team? Oh, gosh. It, well, it reads that way. And then uh, it's just the, 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 the several thanks is also goes to oh it's it's come on this has been written by the man himself Gavin can deliver a successful campaign for the remainder of the 2023 2024 season i mean that that's crystal clear right our intention there is clear um and i'm the other the, the last sentence is my is another absolute humdinger we hope our supporters will continue to back the first team and the new coaching staff we have in place you don't have any new coaching staff in place no there's or, or am i missing something here Unless we're on about Danny Rose joining in the academy, like what? What is what is the who are the new coaching staff we have in place as we look to build a positive, successful environment? Jesus, what? That is a horrendous statement. Would, oh. we, would would we would we not be like rolling our eyes if they said as they look to guide us to League One this season? Um, instead of this building a positive, successful environment across STFC, which also suggests that it's an absolute mess behind the scenes, surely. Yeah, quite. I, do you know what, Rich? I, th- I think with anything like this, say less. Just say less. Just, just, all you, I, we know Clem is going to be all over the media this week, or at least he's penciled in to be on BBC Radio Wilts, and I think um, Sam Moore said intimated that he might have him for his um, for his new online column as well. So that this is one occasion, and yes, we've all sort of taken pot shots at, um, at the club for communicating poorly recently. Something like this is one occasion where you say less. That you could have just stopped it after Gav, Gun- Gav Gunning will take charge of the first team on an interim head coach basis. You don't need the the bottom two thirds of that article because all it does is just cause confusion and derision. It's it's just ridiculous. It is something we, we we've said over the last few months um, that Michael Flynn is a company man. Uh, it's been you know it's, it's it's sort of our way of just saying that he's going to toe the line. So his his goodbye is 
right on brand for him. But as we discussed off mic, that that mood might change once once the final payment goes through. Yeah, I, I think um, anybody who who is um, who has who has lost a job or whatever knows the sort of dance that you have to play sometimes to get your to get your redundancy payment or your compensation payment, etc. And I, I'd imagine this is just exactly that. He's not going to come out and certainly not on official club channels um, and say anything other, other than what he said. So I don't have any issue with that. Um, perhaps one day when uh, when we finish paying him in six months, we'll he'll um, he'll give us the inside scoop as to as to as to what went wrong because. Um, He's not known for taking responsibility or an accountability for his own actions, um, so it'll be interesting to see whether whether that continues when he's free to talk. But that's um, that's probably one for one for July or August when he pops up somewhere else. Yeah. So for this episode, it's very much a reaction based one, and who knows? I might press record again on Wednesday evening uh, once we see if there's anything else to emerge, which doesn't sound like there will be but hopefully the under 18s are playing this week and we've we've uh looking like we're losing lewis ward again so there's there's stuff to talk about so we might press record again on wednesday but we'll focus this purely on michael flynn and i want to approach this in two ways i want to approach this terry if you don't mind firstly on the football and then we look towards off the pitch sort of stuff so on may 8th of last year, Michael Flynn walked onto the county ground pitch in front of a crowd just shy of 10,000 town fans. I think collectively we were quite weathered by a pretty dull, lacklustre season with two head coaches leaving. Flynn took the mic. He didn't have to do that. And he said all the right things. Every single thing he said was spot on to the general fan. And what we always want to see then is, you know, put your words into turn them into actions let's see change um, he arrived in time for pre-season we made collectively a load of sweeping assumptions of what we expected a Mike Flynn side to look like what sort of players he was going to bring in and also we were looking at his cup record which was for Newport fans, wonderful because they they had so many memories from playing really good sides and beating some really good sides, but also from a financial point of view, lucrative wins for the club. And you know we can be as cynical as we want towards the owner, but you still want those financial windfalls. Um, so everything was feeling pretty okay. Uh, the annual summer squad build didn't seem to meet the expectations of anyone, including Michael Flynn, seemingly yet again relying on loan signings. But 2023-24 started with a bit of a bang, blissfully reckless attacking football, albeit with enough red flags to start a communist rally. But the sun was shining and the goals were going in. Nine league games went unbeaten, five Wins, four draws. I say it all the time. We should have won every single one of those games. Young and Kemp were leading the were leading the way, and things felt okay. But there were red flags, and it's not revisionist to say that. And even Michael Flynn came out and said it's good to get the points on the board now before winter arrives. He said things along those line those lines. After that nine game unbeaten spell, there were nineteen games. Four wins, three draws, and an unacceptable 12 losses. Flynn's career record in the Cups, 
did not go to plan and we were out of every competition within the first attempt, including that 7-4 embarrassment at home to Aldershot. 77-0 goals were conceded over the 33 games of the Michael Flynn era. The positivity drained away, yet, and you may disagree with this, Terry, Flynn never really lost the fan base at the games, especially beyond mild boos and a couple of hashtag Flynn outs on social media. But the biggest crime was seemingly thousands of bums on seats went missing between that game against Crawley at the end of last season and the most recent game against Colchester. So here we are then. It's been confirmed they're both gone. If we say that football managers are judged on points on the board, and of course we want to be entertained and we want to see a good performance, but ultimately most managers are based on victories. So if we take away everything that we think we know about Swindon Town Football Club in 2024, his form alone was enough to lose him his job, wasn't it? Yes, yes. In in short, if we are if we are Swindon Town in normal peace times, um, and in line with our historical performance, a mid-table League One club that's fallen into League Two for a couple of seasons, Michael Flynn doesn't get the job. But Michael Flynn does get sacked for this run. I don't think I don't think that's that's debatable. Um, it's interesting you say he never lost the fan base. I don't really think he had. Me personally, um, but I, I that toxicity wasn't there though, was it? Correct, correct, correct. No chance. Um, you know, I remember, I remember being uh, Crawley away and watching us get dismantled last year under under Scott Lindsay. Colchester away on New Year's Day with that extraordinary interview after with Scott Lindsay. Um, and look, we've we've. I, I have my own opinions on Scott Lindsay as well. I thought. He should have left when he left. So this isn't, again, sort of going back and rewriting history. But that was toxic. And he and if you, again, boil it down to ones and zeros, he had a, he had us in a much better position than, than Michael Flynn has this team. Um, my sort of guiding principle with, with, with a couple of things with Michael Flynn is that, A, deep down, I... I think I think ultimately he he isn't actually underperforming. <laughs> I think I think he and I know why the club has done or I I know why I, th- I think I know why the club has done this. But he isn't underperforming in the grand scheme of things if you look at the squad that he's been given the the dumpster fire of of of, of everything above him, the budget he has at his disposal, his prior history. As I said in the summer when he was appointed, he's a mid mid table, run of the mill budget league two clogger, and that's exactly what he's coming and done. And we've decided it's not good enough, even though he's do- he's doing what he's pretty much always done. Newport playoff seasons four or five years ago aside, and he's been sacked for being lower mid-table when we probably have a lower mid-table budget. So it, I, I do feel for him in one way, but but in another way, he, I think um, the Venerable Abbot Dave said in our in our group chat today, he's operated with one hand tied behind, the, behind his back, but he's voluntarily cut the other one off. Um, so he, he, his, his demeanour in interviews pre and post-match Make him sort of thoroughly unlikable, I think, and also his 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 absolute failure 
to solve the defensive issues at this football club, irrelevant of available players, is is not okay. Um, so and, and ultimately, I guess I guess that's what um, that's the justification that the ownership and the hierarchy can use to, for making this decision. Why do you think he he stood by that back three tactic so religiously when it was clear from very early on that it, it wasn't working? Yeah, interesting one. He's obviously an experienced manager. He's been around the block a bit. So is there an element of, you know, deep down, this is still the right thing to do with these players? Um, we also have a, we have a head of football. We have a an owner who likes to think he knows, knows football. It's not out of the realm of possibility that that's dictated to. I, don't, I mean, that, and that is purely speculative speculation. But if the stated aim is to develop players, three five two, ball playing, expressive, gung ho, you're gonna you're gonna maybe be more impressive at developing players. I don't know. It is a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Mm, yes, he lost me at Aldershot. He lost me at Aldershot because we went seven nil down against a non-league side, and not one that's doing incredibly in the National League either. So it's not like we were playing Chesterfield this season or playing Stockport or Wrexham from the last couple of seasons. We were playing a team that struggled in, in the National League the year before and a mid-table at the moment. And he lost me on that game because of the performance, because of the result, and because what he said afterwards about like saying, well, we scored four goals, so who says we're fatigued? You know, <laughs> you know we, we use those late goals as proof that they're not tired which was completely not the point of that. He lost me in terms of not, I want him gone, but just like, oh, this isn't going to end well. He just became a joke figure at that point, didn't he? I mean, he, we just, just turned the radio off when he starts talking. He's one of them. Like, yeah. I, 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 think, um, I think if he showed a bit more humility, I think he may have got a little bit longer. Um, and yeah. and football, football managers can be... You know, for want of a better phrase, knobheads. You know, when I when I listen to the way he talks to Andrew Hawes and and Joe Acklam, I, I don't sit there sort sort absolutely foaming at how rude he is because I know you know Wellens had that in him, but he had he he also had some charm, and that's what and that's what Michael Flynn I think lacked in in that environment. And you've got to have a something about you to to make it in this industry, but it, it was so transparent that you know especially in more recent weeks when when Flynn changed his tone to them a little bit, when when it was getting a little bit choppy for him. Yeah, I, um, I, just, I just think sometimes you, you it, if all else fails, just, just be a nice person. <laughs> you know, we, we, a bit of a, we're going off a bit of a tangent here, but we've just seen Luke Williams get a, get a, a new job, a big new job. And um, he went viral three or four weeks ago for talking about short corners, but doing it nicely. <laughs> he was like, not in reinventing the wheel, but he was just engaging and he was kind and he and he was interesting. And it just Michael Flynn just wasn't, unfortunately. Um, and Rich, where do you stand on on my take that ultimately he Michael Flynn is what he is? If you look at where Walsall are in the table, you look at where Newport are in the table. You look at where we are in the table. This isn't a surprise, is it? No, no, it's not. I it always unnerves me on social media when we sign somebody and a bunch of people say this is an unreal signing, <laughs> and and this last 
year, I've not looked at any of our signings and gone, and I'm talking about permanent signings here because Dan Kemp was a good one based on his Hartlepool form. So there was definitely um, grounds to be excited about him. But everybody else is was either, well, he's, he's not played much or we've just signed Brooklyn Genesini because I think we had to because the fans are putting pressure on us to sign someone. And Kinsella, he's, he's, you know, he knows this level, but you shrug your shoulders. Godwin Malife, brilliant, but we've had to lose a player in order to bring him in. And, you know, if, if you believe in what people sort of the whispers, there are a couple of players like Lewis Ward and Tom Brewitt, whose contracts were renewed because they just couldn't find anyone else out there. No, I might I be wrong on that. that uh, Lewis Ward didn't have a contract. So no, exactly. Well, they, he he hung around because <laughs> there was nobody else, and then suddenly he's he's getting the uh, the satisfactory <laughs> conclusion that he probably wanted. But and then also like you're not good. You, I completely agree with you. And then you've got like the arguments that that he was playing players that he quite clearly didn't rate, like mm-hmm. Tyree Shade. And how are you going to get the best out of somebody? If, if you talk about Tyree Shade in the way that he he did, because Tyree Shade would hear that, he would see that. And obviously, I've got no doubt that Flynn would have told him himself. So how do you get the... the I, I You know, I, I've, I've talked to people who work in this industry as managers, and they just think that's not what you do. That is not what you do if you want a successful side. So even if you've got a play, because his Newport team, man for man, weren't the best in the division, but he got a note out of them. So obviously he, he knows how to manage players, but it just didn't work at Swindon. I think um, four years, four, how, how long ago was that with those Newport seasons? Four seasons? Yeah, two or three. You know, it's a long three time seasons. in football, Rich. Th- things have changed. You can't, that whole siege mentality, you know, that he would have had three or four big old school leaders in that dressing room that would have perhaps responded well to the siege mentality um, sort of route uh, uh, and, and you know, him and him and Hatswell sort of running around shouting everybody and throwing teacups and, and the pitch being like a farm. The, the, four years is a long time. The game has changed. And, and we di- um, more importantly, our squad composition doesn't suit that. You can't, we don't have those experienced war horses. We don't have, you know, we have Charlie Austin, but that's about it. Um, so when you're, you, you can't take that approach with, with if you're shopping for um, a, people who have left the, left championship academies, and and you're trying to bring in bring in young players on loan from one division above, it's not gonna work. Um, and also, just more widely, it doesn't work anymore. Full stop. Look at look at the look at the clubs that we embarrassingly now look up to in terms of that we think are getting it right, and they tend to have really smart people progressive behind the scenes, it. progressive people behind the scenes with long-term plans. And they tend to have a manager that, that comes across really well, is engaging, um, shows interest in, 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 in everybody that they meet. The closest we've got to that is Ben Garner three, mm-hmm. two, two or three, two or three seasons ago. And he, and he wouldn't yeah, talk um, unless he absolutely had to, but he, yeah, I mean, it, it, quite, but, but it's sort of around the place. At least he was, he, yeah. he couldn't do enough for any, anybody. Right. He knew his priorities, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. And, and I just think be, being the sort of old, old school company man 
slagging people off. You know, uh, oh, but I can slag them off publicly because I've because I've already done it privately to his face, so I can say whatever I want on the radio now. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. Anything else that you want to talk about in relation to the on the pitch side of of this of this news? Do we need to talk about the first nine games, Rich? I mean, do, do you? I think I think if you listen back to those episodes as as us talking as fans, there are moments where we're like, this clearly can't sustain. But we're having a we're, we always go into the start of the season. We want it to be good. We don't want things to fall. We don't we don't want standards to drop. But the intensity of those opening games was wild in 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 terms of a 46 game season and every one of those games should have been won, but we still, we still did draw four of those nine games. You know, mm. we were dropping points, but, and, and Wrexham unacceptable, you know, we, we shouldn't go into injury time with two goal lead and, and not come out as winners. And that would happen again. And luckily work on our side. Um, Cause we hiled on for Accrington Stanley. There, there were red flags in there. Without a doubt, and I don't think that's revisionist to to suggest otherwise. That 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 notion that we simply couldn't maintain it beyond the first couple of months of the season, and I think Flynn believed that because, like he, I said, I know he could be. He didn't really take wins well. He didn't go, "God, we were good today." My goodness me, he would always say it's points on the board for when we when we get rubbish, which again isn't exactly something you want to hear from your from your manager. But that's, that's what he was brilliant. saying. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the other the other thing is we had we had arguably the best player in the division playing out of his skin, and, and we had Jake Young on a on a career defining hot streak, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, combine those two together, and 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 at that level, at this level, that is enough to propel a bad team into into the top the the top third of the table for two months, and then yeah. those then one player starts getting a bit patchier with his goals. They they still came, but there were barren runs and. Kemp never really stopped, but you know, we historically we've said like all you need is two 20, 20 goal scoring forwards to get you out of this division. But what Swindon were were proving that that simply wasn't the case because of the the, the problems that we had elsewhere on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, so before we go into the sort of off the field stuff, what where, where, what do you think happens next for Michael Flynn? Michael Flynn now, uh, in terms of jobs, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go down. He's probably still got one more job in him, I would say, before. And that might be higher end National League or I was going to say basket case, lower lower league two, but he might end up getting the Swindon job in the summer. So. (laughs) <laughs> that one off. I can see. I can see him back at Newport in the summer. I think at Newport, maybe. I mean, that's yeah. Well, Newport aren't on great times, even though they're just about to have a takeover. But if that new owner wants good vibes, like we seem to be obsessed with, you know, every transfer, every manager being linked has got some sort of connection with Swindon Town. If Newport have the same ideology or actually do have that ideology, then he could well be back for an emotional return. And I wish him well. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I haven't got anything against the fellow. I just, I just. I think ultimately, like I said right at the top, I think I don't think he's particularly failed against brief. And this is a nice segue now into into the wider context. I I just think that his form can't be defended much longer. And 
Clem needs a win. He Clem does needs need a win. He, need, he needs a scalp. Wow. If it, the other the other sort of guiding thought I've had all, all season, really, under Clem, and I think I said this on a pod, but I can't remember. If it's not Michael Flynn's fault, whose fault is it? So you have to make it his fault. As the owner, you have to make it his fault. Because if it's not his fault, whose fault is it? Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi Rich, just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh no, here I am holidaying in Europe and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep side town performance on the television. Unless, <laughs> of course, I can use my NordVPN subscription. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash strangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Lovely stuff. Kerr plays it back in again and no offside! And Taylor has scored! And that surely means it's the Premier League for Swindon Town now! Well, well, let's, let's get stuck into this. I mean, I've got, I've got to say, and if you have been hearing beeping, I'm sure Terry's phone is going crazy. Mine, I have messages that go beyond that I can view all in relation to Swindon, except from one from a work colleague who says they need to fix that toilet. Um, I'll be right. <laughs> um, not quite. Um, maybe he is talking about Swindon Town. <laughs> and, and he'd be spot on. So back in November, just before Flynn lost me in terms of my belief that he could do the business with Swindon Town, he signed a new contract. He was tentatively linked to moves elsewhere or at least clubs being interested in talking to him and he was rewarded for those nine games which is very Swindon Town see also Jake Wakeling uh, see also Ricky Agua um, see also Michael Flynn um, so he he joins that list and he from everything I hear he's got a fantastic rapport with the hierarchy at Swindon Town and then the spiral really did begin and Pretty much all the messages that I'm seeing going through my phone at the moment are not celebratory messages of thank God he's gone. It's more to do with the fact that this club is an absolute mess. And his exit, as I'm with you, you know, Clemelfuni needs a scalp. And I'm I'm sat here wondering what the what the process is for Clemelfuni here. Does binning the manager take pressure off? the club to nail the transfer window 
Kemofuni is seemingly just about to do the press junket, which will end with a fans Q&A, which he needs to attend this year because of what happened last year. Doesn't want to not attend that again, given the criticism he got last time. Does is Has he been made aware of rumblings of protests? Does he think that binning Flynn means that protests will simmer? Because from what I read, any protests aren't about Michael Flynn. They're about Glenn Mulfooney. Does this news kick my favourite can down the road because then they can sell season tickets next season with the promise, Terry, with the promise that we have learned the lessons and we go again in the summer bigger and better than we've been for 30 years because for the last 30 years you have been mismanaged and now as I prepare to appoint, what, my fifth manager in three seasons? This is the moment it turns around. It's hard not to think that way when when you see how Clem Mulfooney has acted over these seasons, where like it, it's, it feels like deflection. It's a big deflection because you're, you're getting rid of someone you probably like. But I, I just... I, I, his form was rubbish, Terry. I'm not going to ignore that. But it was he could have gone before Christmas easily. And if he's lost the squad, that must have happened a long time ago if he's lost the dressing room because they've not been playing for him for a long time. Exactly. And also, we're not sacking him to save this season, are we? Because this season is dead. We're not going down. We're not going up. The statement mentions nothing about, you know, we can we can galvanise, get in an experienced manager. We were only four points off the playoffs. Hashtag back the boys. Like... Nothing, nothing. So, why? In my book, if he hadn't signed a new contract, I'd have, I'd have done it after the Oldershot game because I just think that is a sackable offence. Um, but ultimately, he leaves us with a win with a win rate of just under one in three. Our last three managers now, I was, I, I, um, I can't remember who who posted this on social media, but. I saw somebody mention that our last three managers now have a win rate of less than one in three. So man, changing the manager is not going to change anything, is it? doesn't feel that way. I mean, he might be thinking fifth times a charm. It's five managers, isn't it? That, you know, we've had Garner, Lindsay, Morris, Flynn. Maybe we'll never know with Joel McGreal whether, whether he would have weathered this, but um, five managers in less than three seasons. And um, when you consider that Ben Garner had a whole season, yeah, two managers a season now, that's not that's that's reflective of more than just on the pitch woes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and look, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say other than Clem. This is a this is a PR stunt. This is a PR stunt. Um, do we think this is going to change the trajectory of this season? No. Would it matter anyway? No. The season's dead. Does it change the trajectory of next season? Well, no, because we've got Gav Gunning and Clem Morfuni into in charge. If you read the statement literally, um, until in, until the end of the season. So. What's the what's what's the game here, Rich? I think we were chatting chatting over the weekend that the only the only show in town now, and I think this was more more to do with the transfer window, which is also going horrifically, by the way, thanks to Clem's personal service. Um, 
the, the only show in town is is trying to convince as many of the 5,000 season ticket holders that we have to renew, right? That is the only thing that matters right now. Because we're not going up, we're not going down. Have a gunning in charge until the end of the season. Ain't doing that. No. No, I'm, I'm, I'm reading reactions to the statement because, you know, when we press record, the statement had literally just been released and I was just checking to see what the general feel for it is. And yes, um, for those who are <laughs> appreciators of well-written prose, um, they're not happy with it. Let's talk about let's talk about Gav Gunning because Gav Gunning has 18 games which is a, a really long time as caretaker. And I, I won't say fear, but if he starts really well, it's hard to not envisage him getting the job on a permanent basis if he needs it after, because I'm prob- it's probable that he hasn't got the badges so he can't be the permanent manager until he completes his courses. That was the case a year or so, a year ago. Uh, whether that's the case now, I don't know, because obviously a year is a long time and you can get, badges i'm sure but if if things go well until the end of the season he might be a candidate we look back to last season exactly a year ago yesterday actually when gavin gudden and steve mildenhall led swindon to a 5-0 win over grimsby town which was um charlie austin's big return it seems like the shackles of the, uh, the Lindsay era were, were off. Uh, we had a great performance at Mansfield. But I believe, you know, both of these games were down to 10 men. And then we had a car crash opening 10 minutes against Ginningham, where we clawed it back to 3-3. But f- it was as bad as I've ever seen Swindon play. And considering we, we took the lead in the first minute, I'm talking about a car crash. It's about 15 minutes where we were 3-1 down. And then they came back in for the final game of the season where we uh, ruined Lindsay's big return with a 2-1 win, which was a fine performance. But a lot of people will be expecting, similar from Gunning and Mildenhall, Gunning on his own. Um, But it's a different squad. And it's a big ask. I mean, 18 games is not three. I mean, David... Byrne was caretaker manager what felt like a century, but over his two spells, I think that was 18 games under two. 18 games to caretaker, um, to interim charge this team when you have been sidelined to loans manager and looking after a soccer school launch in Australia. Richie, extraordinary. He's not even even been on the the training pitch with the first team this year. Yeah. Well, that we know of. He's not even been there. Like, he, he hasn't been involved in first team training. It's... He's been in Australia and he's been loan managing, which which lo- asks the question. And, and, and we can go on to who that who on, who on earth is he loan managing? It's not a thing at our level. Well, it should be, but we don't. We're not really good at it. Or or when we're talking about like the staff list, how he's managed to stay in it Quite. With, with those roles. You wonder if he's uh if he's if he knows someone or is someone's man, right? But that's who what knows? Look, that's what I'm implying. I'm not gonna. I'm, I, this is. Fair play to Gavin. If he, you know, he's got another go at it, a go that he wouldn't get literally anywhere else. Um, yet again, we have someone in charge who wouldn't get a job anywhere else at this point. My own, my, 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 my other thought, Rich, here is I was joking about how it says the new coaching staff we have in place when we don't have any new coaching staff in place. This is 
is this, and I'm very, very much shifting to speculation mode now, we aren't going to spend a penny more, are we? No, so I think I think that we'll is, be... is this not just part of a wider rhetoric of during any acquisition of a business, you try and spend as little as possible and make yeah. as much cash as possible? Yeah, I, I don't think anyone can look at this news on January 15th with 18 games left. I'm sorry, I am repeating myself and go, yeah, sensible. It, it's... We are either cutting our losses and just save, you know, just seeing out the season in the hope that we don't get dragged further down. Because, you know, just as there's enough games for us to climb the table, there's also enough games for us to to plummet. But like, I've seen online, Terry, people talking about was it Duff who was at Swansea. And and you just think to yourself, where have you been for the last two years? You know, these are football managers in the championship are not paid small fees. You know, they they're not going to just walk in. What makes people think that they're just going to just sort of go, yeah, I'll just take that League Two job? And I think for 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 an eighth of what I was earning three months ago, and I'm still getting paid. Precisely, precisely, and I think Swindon fans, to a degree need to get real about this and acknowledge that we've made an appointment, not because of the three games he did last season, it's because there's nobody available to do it. People talking about Paul Caddis. Paul Caddis ain't going to walk into this. He's got a stable job at Hereford. He is paid. A growing you know, reputation. A you growing... Know, already being linked to, to jobs one or two uh, divisions above where he's at. He's... Putting bums on seats, re- revitalising a big club at that level. Exactly. He sat down with this ownership on more than one occasion. He knows what's going on. You know, it's just, we're, we're just throwing these, like, oh, I'll just appoint this person, this person, this person. We've no real concept of what's happening in front of their eyes in terms of this football club. If we're broke, we're broke. That's, that's life. You know, hopefully the club are doing something to rectify that. That's beyond the lotto and concerts real change real investment or selling up is the only way that this changes i don't know terry i mean if you if you can't look at signing a southampton goalkeeper for you know if you can't see beyond the transfers that we're making at the moment while still losing players and appointing your loans manager who wasn't allowed on the coaching staff under under flynn and hatswell you know if you're seeing this and thinking yeah yeah then credit to you because I wish I had that optimism. And you yeah, know, you're blind, the, the people, the, the blind optimism some, of some, it, I'm envious of. I, don't, I would never slag someone off for that. I'm envious of it because ultimately they they're finding joy in something that I used to find joy in and want to continue to find joy in. So, so, so good good luck to them. Um, we are in a position now where we are on track for our worst season ever have seen our four best players leave or or be in the process of leaving the club. We're 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 buying players more akin to a mid a mid table league league uh, a mid table national league side really. When you look at the when you look at the acquisitions last week you if you can if you can't connect the dots here and make the sort of leap that this is only ending one way 
then then I don't know. Fair play to you for like I said, fair play to you for for looking on the bright side of life and taking joy out of football. We won't go down this year, but we are absolutely going to be favourites to go down next year. It, it feels so 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 obvious, Rich. And I, I said in a recent episode where like you know, you, you've mentioned the dreaded non-league status for quite some time, and yet. I dismissed it for a long time and yet slowly but surely we trickle ever closer to, you know, fulfilling that horrible um, prediction. I'm with you. I, I absolutely don't see it happening this season, but if things don't change, I can laugh at you, Terry, for 2025, 26 being in, in non-league as it stands. I just can't. Well, no, it, it, it's, it's, if you look at it completely without Swindon, tinted glasses and and there are there are sort of respected individuals that, that, that are doing this we we are we are the only reason we're not in a relegation battle this year is because there are two teams who are epically bad like they've got less than 20 points by the middle of january you know you're going to need 44 to stay up right that that is that is historically low all you know we we always say that there's always one, there's always two teams worse than us. There's always two basket cases, right? Yeah. We are the basket case now. We're getting there. We're getting and, there. And, and next season, I mean, Chesterfield are going to come up and go again, right? A thousand percent. Yeah. We're going to lose Sutton, who were always looked like it was going to happen at some point over, over the sort of first three or four years they were up. Depending on who else comes up from the National League, you guarantee they're going to have a go. So all of a sudden, there aren't many candidates to to finish beneath us. And then you look at the historically small clubs that you think that should struggle, like like Harrogate or whatever. They've done more than enough to prove that a they never actually get close to going to, to really properly struggling, and b more importantly, when they do, they invest. They invest. Look at Harrogate's form over the last four four weeks. Look at the signings that Colchester are making. Look at the management team that have gone into Colchester. At some point, there won't be two worst teams. There won't be two basket cases. We will be the worst team. We will be the basket case. We will be the team that fans of other clubs in League Two are saying, don't worry, we'll definitely finish above them. And that is where we are. That is where we are going as this season ends and next season begins. And since... Elis Iandolo missed the penalty and we, we finally got home from Vale Park after all that mischief. Nothing has convinced me that they can learn their lessons from what we've experienced so far. The, the, the two seasons that have followed or the one and a half seasons that have followed since, since that playoff, that wonderful season. And we all know and have our theories as to why that season was successful and why it's all gone wrong afterwards. And I think the evidence is pretty compelling. But there's nothing at the moment looking at me going, well, what about this? It's like, well, what about their ability to sign a Dan Kemp? They had the ability to sign him on a permanent. They made the wrong call. What about Charlie Austin? What about him? Because, you know, it's been a year and we're looking at two mid-table finishes. You know, so even those... those... <laughs> Anyway, we'll get a mid-table finish this year, right? Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice. But, but like, you know, those what what they give us is these micro moments, but they never seem to have a plan. There's no plan. There's no stream. There's no. It's just, you know, there's no intelligence. Rick. There's no brain. There's no brain. 
there's no thought process. There's no there's no strategy. There's no communication. Our long term business plan, our three and five year and ten year plans that that Clem Mulfoney promised and didn't deliver for eighteen months before they finally ended up in an advisory board um, advisory board notes littered with lies consisted of eleven circles in, in Microsoft Paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw online earlier today. Somebody has gone back to his opening statement when he took over. Failed to deliver on every single one of them, every... and yet there are still people who believe that Clem is the right person to lead this club. And actually, it's the fans' fault. It's the fans' fault for not getting behind him. It's the fans' fault for not buying season tickets. It's the fans' fault for, the, you'll love this one, Rich, for being nasty on social media so that when players look to come here, they read hashtag STFC and say, oh, no, can't go there. And that is an actual quote that I've seen this week. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's nuts. It, it's... it is wild, Rich. It is wild. And... We've gone way off topic, but this is super. <laughs> as we do, as we do. But this, we'll be... this today, today is just another slap around the face with a cold fish. It is a microcosm of an ownership hierarchy who have zero footballing intelligence, zero honesty or transparency with the fan base, and zero idea on what to do next to turn this ship around because we are sinking. Yeah. Oh my goodness, what a great way to conclude. We wish Gavin Gunning and his new staff all the best. We want him to succeed. There's there's not an ounce of me that is going to just fold my arms and go, see, you know, it's a big ask for him. I, I, I wish him just nothing but the best. I'm going to, you know, if Tramier is on, because, you know, given these events, I imagine they're hoping Jack Frost will do the Lord's work over the coming um, week to get that game off. Um, but everything that follows, I'm going there. I really, really, really want things to turn around to save the season in terms of going lower than we've been before in a four-tier system. So... Hey, it's Swindon Town. <laughs> Indeed it is. Terry, thank you very much. Cheers, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, you Reds. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.